0: Here's what I want to do first. Philippians 4, 6 through 7. Don't don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need. Thank Him for all He has done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds anything we can understand. His peace will guard our hearts and minds as we live in Christ. Here, I want to say a little prayer, okay? Dear God, we thank you for this, Dan. It's many blessings. We thank you for your mercy and your grace. We uh, thank you for all that you've done for us. I have prepared a number of things here. I hope you will give me the ready recollection and remembrance of the things I need to say. And help me say it in a smooth manner. In your son's name, Amen. I'll do this at this time, okay? First Peter chapter one, verses five, and I'll go through uh, seven. Uh, whereby given unto, and beside this, giving all diligence, add to your faith, virtue, unto virtue, knowledge, unto knowledge, temperance, unto patience, godliness, unto godliness, brotherly kindness, and to brotherly kindness, charity. This whole summer we've had a uh, theme is building blocks of uh, faith. And Joseph is part of it. He went through all the building blocks, the the verses that I just read. And then we've added uh, some names. Noah, Abraham, Isaac, uh, Skip Jacob. And after reading and studying, maybe I know the reason for skipping Jacob. Uh, If I told you that story... If we had the time, you might think the same thing. But then Joseph, uh, well, Moses came before Joseph <laughs> because I asked for uh, some extra time. And uh, then we're going to talk about Christ next week. Uh, how many of you know Descartes? You don't. Descartes. He's a great mathematician of the 1600s, founder of uh, calculus, believe it or not the uh, founder of Analytical Geometry, one of my favorite courses in high school, and first uh, year or so in college. I can use it for everything. I used to could. I can't use it for anything now. But he was a great philosopher. And as a matter of fact, he uh, introduced the philosophy, uh, the idea of philosophy. And uh, one of the things he said was, I think, therefore I am. That's deep. And that's what I think all the time. So therefore, that's what I am. Joseph did too. There wasn't a lot to do back in those days as we do, as we have today. Uh, Not much you could do but uh, ride a camel and a donkey and, uh, uh, you know, not go very far because you could travel. If you were really in a hurry, 30 miles a day, maybe 20, 15. How many of you ever traveled 5 miles, 10 miles, 15, 20? I have. There's an old scoutmaster up at Troop 54. We did a lot of uh, hiking, a lot of camping, and uh, usually 10-milers, a uh, uh, couple of 15-milers, and one 20-miler. Oh, 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 I never wanted to do that again. Tough. But these these people, it was all the time. It was just a matter-of-fact, everyday thing. Didn't bother them. Uh, Excuse me for that. Uh, when you're giving a talk, you have to answer the questions, who, what, where, when, why, how. I was taught this back in, I don't know, if it was grammar school, junior high, or what. So everything you start telling people, you have to answer those questions. Uh, first thing that I want to do is uh, discuss a plan. You know, God has a plan, a master plan for all of us. Uh, he knows what it's about. Of course, we do, too. But he works that plan every day but here's the thing that i learned when i was in the good all those years uh have a plan you write it down you put some names out beside it put some dates out beside it you work the plan you execute see god does this every day you review your work then you uh make some more progress you revise your plan uh then you repeat the steps uh Uh, that I just mentioned, and you do this again and again. You see, God has done that for us. He's got that master plan, and he keeps working it. And if he has to, he revises. And uh, changes in priorities uh, necessitate these changes in plan. And this was one word I hated in corporate, back when I was a part of corporate, evergreen. That means your plan can change. You made uh, this, these goals up front. Then you had this uh, evergreen uh, uh, situation. You could change it. I never could change one. When I make goals, I want to pursue those goals. So anyway, God's plans uh evergreen. And uh, us as part of his plan have free will. So therefore, God... Works on revising his plan. It's all the ultimate purpose, the same thing, and it's, he's going to get it done, but he will revise it. Uh, I've got this note. He's a supreme multitasker, and this was what I was looking for when I read the Bible verses the building blocks of faith. I'll repeat those because you're going to be looking at this at Joseph when I go through his narrative. Uh, faith, virtue, knowledge, temperance, patience, godliness, brotherly kindness, charity, or love. Uh, from rebels and sinners to redeemed people. I've done a lot of research on the uh, the Book of Genesis. Uh, I stuck as much as I could to uh, Joseph. But Genesis 12 to 50 shows the steps that God initiated to establish his redeemed people and to make way for uh, Jesus Christ. And he did this through unconvin- his uh, conditional, uh, unconditional uh, covenants with Abraham, Isaac, and uh, Jacob and his providential care with Joseph. He did not make a covenant with him, but it was his providential care that uh, carried uh, Joseph on. Now, don't let this bother you, but uh, it helps me, okay? Helps me keep track of things. Uh, If you start looking at... See, these are post-it notes on post-it notes on a uh, note card. My mind works uh, in a strange way, okay? The faith of Joseph is exemplified. Joseph, in three places, it mentions faith, or belief, hope. Uh, Three places, Genesis 48, 21, 50, 20, and uh, then in uh, James 1 to 3. uh, Jacob said unto Joseph, Behold, I die, but God shall be with you and bring you again unto the land of your fathers. That's faith exemplified. Genesis 50-20, But as far as for you, you thought evil against me, but God meant it unto good to bring pass as it is this day, to, keep, to, to save much people alive. Uh, this was about uh, Joseph. You'll hear this in the story. And in James 1-3, Knowing this, it's, trying of your faith worketh patience and you see this in joseph throughout the whole story hebrews has been called uh or i've read the book of faith i'll take them at their word it's the book of faith it talks about faith a lot it says in hebrews 11:1, this is the essence of this study of faith as being a building block it's part of uh, our christian growth now, faith is the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. Now, we know, we know what these words are, uh, but you know I took out my old Webster's Collegiate Dictionary, 1965 edition, and I looked up all these words because they have various nuances, various meanings used in different contexts, but the uh, I'm not going to go over the definitions that I looked at. Well, uh, I will say this evidence. It's an outward sign that furnishes proof. It's a testimony, something to ascertain the truth of a matter. It's clear, plain, it's unmistakable, it's apparent. All right. Now, faith is the substance of things hoped for. What is hope? Faith, hope, belief, trust. Subtle nuances. I'm not going to discuss hope. I'm not going to discuss belief. We've had those in other lessons. But hope, that's a word. It depends on the context that you're using for, if it's uh, religious. Now, this is something that Auburn hopes for every year. Let's see, I'm I'm an Auburn man. We hope we're going to beat Alabama. Alabama has the faith they're going to win. They believe they're going to win, OK? OK. That's that's an example. There's a the nuance, OK? Uh, I like that one. You know an Auburn joke is not an Auburn joke unless it's an Auburn joke. Just not funny when it's about Alabama. Uh, these are analogies. I'll try to draw some parallels. I'm not going to give you any parables, OK? So uh, I don't know any parables. Uh, God's master plan. Ordained is mean it's commanded. Providence is divine guidance or care. Now Joseph was both ordained and he had uh, God's providence. Now we don't like to talk about ordaining around here, but ordaining by God means from God to people, not from people to people. Okay, there's a there's a difference. Uh I believe, Joseph believed, and we all believe. These were all things I was going to present to you, but in the essence of time, I'm just going to proceed, okay? Uh, Providence, divine guidance. And I've got here a number of... uh, Bible verses that show that uh, God ordained, or God, it was through God's providence that He took care of Joseph. We'll pass that on. on the essence of time, providence, faith, his character, all of the things that described uh, that described Joseph and any other faithful man. We'll talk about it in just a moment. Now, I believe Joseph would have been guided by the 23rd Psalm. I didn't read this anywhere, but uh, uh, I think had it been written at the time, it's one of the most famous and comforting chapters of the Bible. It's attributed to David, a shepherd himself. Well, you know, there's a lot of shepherds in the Bible. Of course, when you get to thinking about it, there wasn't any need for, well, there were architects. We know there were architects because Egypt used a lot of architects. They used engineering principles. But, uh, when you're out in the uh, in of the fields and your life is camels and uh, sheep and uh, goats and donkeys, and uh, well, you don't think much about uh, uh, architecture or uh, or uh, engineering. Okay. That's a bad thing about not having a wristwatch. Your smartphone does everything for you. Your Fitbit won't tell you anything but uh, your heart rate and you know a few other things. You want to know what my heart rate is? 107. <laughs> Normally it's uh, upper 50s or lower 60s. I don't understand why. You know? Now. Qualities, attributes, characteristics, traits, personality. This is all about Joseph. Now, you read in some of these, he was a smart aleck. He was braggadocious. and uh, But he wasn't. He was just confident. He might have shown a little pride, too much pride, but uh, that was Joseph. Uh, providence by God. His father, Jacob, knew this, saw this in Joseph. That's why he treated Joseph differently. Joseph was the uh, first son of Rachel. Uh, Rachel had only two sons, uh, Joseph and uh, Benjamin. Now, Jacob's other wife and handmaidens uh, gave him ten sons. Sons were important back in that day. Of course, they are all still important. Uh, But uh, these were the guys who... uh, carried on, did the work, followed the plan. The, uh, they led the family. Uh, Joseph's life was uh, endeared with faith, uh, perseverance, persistence, determination, endurance, steadfastness, ability to organize, ability to lead, uh, wisdom displayed, uh, uh, persuasion, righteous. And there's, believe it or not, A lot more characteristics. And I listed all of these, but we're not going to go with those. And as I said earlier, the only weakness that it seems they had was his uh, insensitivity to his brothers. brothers. Now, I don't know what about your family dynamics, but uh, the ones I grew up in, if you were the smart one, (laughs) they injured you, they were jealous of you, they teased you, they made your life miserable. And this is what Joseph's ten brothers did to him. So, uh, and this is part of the story about Joseph. We're all born different, but uh, he was not the uh, bragging, gloating, smart aleck, rambunctious boy that uh, we know, or that we think he was. He had uh, many gifts. And one of his gifts was interpreting dreams, and I'll get into that in just a little bit. Well, out of all these characteristics that I've listed, there were these perseverance, determination, and persistence. I displayed this the whole time. Uh, leaders, you know, uh, Blake talked about this uh, here uh, last week, two weeks ago. Leaders, leadership. I studied a lot of leadership when I was a scoutmaster up at Troop 54 for 12 years, and here in uh, up at Nauklula. Tim Gentry, that uh, his son Alan sits up here, uh, was his dad, and I served with uh, Tim in uh, Civitans. He was a great Civitans area, regional, state. He was the winner of the uh, Goodyear Spirit Award. Tim was a great man, good man. But uh, he helped talk me into scouting to take it over temporarily, and I did uh, temporarily for 12 years. How about that? So I went through some uh, leadership training there and learned a lot. One of the building blocks of of me, I think, therefore, I am. Now, unfortunately... Uh, I was going to pass out this uh, last-minute thought to give a, uh, something you could digest and look at and read and study when you got home. If you're interested, come up to me and I'll give it to you. It's all in uh, Genesis uh, 37 through uh, 50. As a matter of fact, the Joseph narrative goes from 37.1 to 50.26, excluding 38. But you can read that, you know. It's all good for uh, doctrine and reproof. But uh, it's just a good story. So the Joseph uh, story is one of the masterpieces of uh, Hebrew narrative art. It's uh, one of the masterpieces of world literature. It shows remarkable human character, survival, prospering by your own wits, controlling destinies, using your natural gifts and superior ability. And it's a story of... Uh, displaying great faith during a survival mode. Jim Clip. I used a lot of Jim Clip scotch tape and uh, uh, Bulldog Clips, okay? Just in case you're asked to get up here and give one of these, okay? Uh, Genesis 37. Jacob loved Joseph more than any of his other sons. But I you know, gave you a preview, a little glimpse of uh, Joseph. But uh, Jacob sent Joseph out to the fields to check on his brothers. Oh, he did not like. The brothers did not like that. Okay. So uh, when they saw him coming, here comes the dreamer. They did not like him so much they would not say shalom to him. You know that's Jewish for uh, I guess hello, greetings. They wouldn't even speak to him. Uh, And some more reasons. Uh, Joseph had a dream. I'm not going to tell you about the dream. You'll have to read it. Uh, It's in uh, 37, uh, chapter 37, but it's about binding sheaves. The sheaves bound over or bowed over uh, to him. And uh, Rebac told his uh, brothers about that. And you don't think that aggravated them? Of course it aggravated them. They saw right through it. They said, "Are you saying we're going to bow down to you?" As a matter of fact, it asked that question. They asked that question. Are we going to bow down to it, to you? Well, he had another dream, and this was about the sun and moon and the eleven stars all uh, bowing down to Joseph. Now this one got his dad aggravated. Jacob didn't like that, so he told him he shouldn't be doing that. But it infuriated his brothers. They saw that as subjection at one point in time. But they didn't know. I don't know if Joseph knew. Um, It could be said he was a prophet. Uh, He could interpret dreams, but uh, you have to ask yourself the question and read, what is a prophet? And in some senses, I see Joseph as a prophet. Uh, But he didn't predict this what was going to happen he just saw that it was going to happen and he uh, presented it unfortunately it made his brothers mad so the story is that uh, and I'm not going to read you this story uh, the brothers get mad at him and they decide to throw him in a pit Uh, Jacob had sent Joseph out to find his brothers well he had to walk a long way and talk to some people to find his brothers and uh, when he did, that's when they said, here comes the dreamer. Well, they, did, they devised a plan to throw him into an empty cistern pit, well, dry, of course, and uh, kill him and uh, take his robe back to his father. Now, I didn't mention the, the robe of many colors. That was what really, another thing that really aggravated the brothers, uh, the coat of many colors. The Bible says it's a multicolored coat. But if you look at uh, uh, Jewish history and uh, uh, commentators, they say it was a long coat with long sleeves, a tunic type. But I keep thinking wool, but why would anybody wear wool in the, in the heat of weather riding around on a camel? But it, anyway, it was a coat that signifies his birthright. And remember... He was the eleventh child, a long way from the first child. First child should have gotten the uh, birthright. Uh, so, his two of his brothers uh, decided not to kill him. Didn't want to kill him. They thought there's a better way. So, they sold him into slavery, and he went to uh, Egypt. So. And he served under Potiphar. There's a long story there. Uh, He was a slave, and he worked at that a number of years. Uh, Potiphar had a, uh, a wife that lusted very much for Joseph and tried many times to get him in bed with her. And he wouldn't do it because of his trust and faith in God. And the fact that he knew... He could not do this to his boss. Okay, I don't know what other word to use here. But uh, sometime in this between when, when Joseph was uh, selected as slave and uh, this event with his wife, events with his wife, he was put in charge of all of Potiphar's house. He did everything for Potiphar. Very well respected. Uh, this comes to his characteristics. His personality, his very being. But he was put in charge of this. Well, as a result of his wife, he was thrown into prison, the king's prison. Uh, it wasn't a white-collar prison. It was more as a white-collar prison there than what white-collar is here. He still was bound in chains, okay, from time to time. Well, he got the attention of the uh, jailer, and jailer put him in charge of the whole jail, there again goes to his leadership skills. Everything that uh, I have mentioned that I didn't mention, just he was a super man. Okay, uh, and while there, uh, there was uh, two other people that were that that were part of the king's court: a wine a wine cup barrier and a baker, and they each had dreams. Uh, The gist of the story is that the wine cup bearer in three days after his dream, he was released. Went back in the Pharaoh's favor. The baker was hanged in three days. So, Joseph asked the wine cup bearer, remember me, please, so I can get out of this prison. And, uh, unfortunately like a lot of things uh, I don't know if his uh, his functions as a wine cup bearer if he felt his prestige, his position or the fact that he just forgot about Joseph but he forgot about Joseph then Joseph had uh, these uh, dreams or the pharaoh had these dreams and the wine cup bearer remembered Joseph so he called him and uh he interpreted the dreams uh, briefly seven years of, uh, of good crops abundant crops and then seven years of famine and so Joseph offered him a plan here's what we do and uh, Joseph uh, Pharaoh was so impressed that uh, and his knowledge of what Joe Joseph had done for Potiphar and and uh, in jail. He made him second in command. Can you believe that? From slave to second in command over Egypt, right behind Pharaoh. And let me catch up here. The next parts of the story the Joseph had his plan. Oh, and it was a good plan, smart plan, and it got uh, it got them all the stores and warehouses full of grain that they had, corn and what other grain that uh, uh, Egypt had, and people from all over, up in Canaan and all over Eastern Asia, Western Asia, came to uh, came for food because the the famine was that bad. Oh, there's some good parts. This is a very good story. Uh, the whole thing. You're going to have to read it. That's your that's your lesson. You've got to read. 37. Skip 38. 39 through 50. Okay. I've got to wind this up. But anyway. This is about uh, the first trip and second trip of his brothers and his dad down to Egypt to get food. Uh, Jacob didn't make the first trip; just the uh, just the second trip, or third trip. It was the third trip. Uh, first two was about the brothers. Uh, great, great stories here. Uh, Joseph being a Cunning and wise and deceitful. Uh, you wouldn't think deceit would play a part of this, but deceit was. And he was capable of trickery. He made his brother sweat bullets, as I say. He played the situation well. You remember, I said uh, one of the dreams, they bowed to him? Well, Going through this thing, you have to study. You know, it's not just a matter of reading and glossing over. It's really studying. And I really studied. Uh, the brothers bowed to him three times. How about that? Did he know they were going to bow to him? I don't know. Providence. Providence. Their father came down. Jacob came down. He moved his whole household. And they were able to survive the famine. A lot more detail in there. And what did I say a moment ago? Read the scriptures. Read the story. It's one of the great masterpieces in world literature. Okay? And even though I've got more to present, and just think, I had a uh, black beliefs that I had that had important facts, you know, facts. Uh, I like facts. I'm a a fact man. Matter of fact, uh, I usually had to give the facts to everybody, but uh, that's when you say question man, answer man. I used to be a... Answer man. Well, I'm a question man now. I just question everything. So, why? I think, therefore I am. Joseph was faithful to God. And what about the persistent faith of uh, Joseph? You know, as I said, in three places in the Bible, it mentions the faith of Joseph. But uh, it's not as if he exhibits faith. You've got to look for it, you've got to study it and find it. I'm going to give it to you in a nutshell here. Uh, A persistent faith is not shaken by fierce adversity. Boy, Joseph uh, went through a lot of fierce adversity, uh, didn't he? Read the story. I've alluded to some of it, told you. Persistent faith is not spoiled by success or prosperity. Joseph, I mean, this guy went from uh, being thrown in a well to head over Potiphar's course and Potiphar was uh, he was the chief I don't want to say jailer uh, that looks uh, not an important job but he was an important job for Pharaoh and uh, uh, head of all his his business head of all of uh, Pharaoh's business uh, persistent faith is not moved by the most subtle temptation now I don't think that the temptation of Potiphar's wife was quite subtle it was just in your face, in your face. So, and I told you he wouldn't, uh, wouldn't fall to her demands. A, faith, a persistent faith is not perturbed by broken pledges. The uh, chief butler, wine bearer, forgot him. Uh, Joseph trusted in God to see him through. Persistent faith is not influenced by human reasonings. Uh, How do I explain this? There's uh, two Bible verses here that I'm not going to read, but uh, we like to reason out of faith at times, reason about faith. So uh, this is just thinking. Uh, Persistent faith is not defined by time horizons. Look at look at uh, Joseph from age 17 to uh, what, 30, when uh, he started preparing for the uh, famine uh, 13 years. uh, uh, He showed his faith. So there's no timelines there. Uh, Here's uh, another point that, uh, let me just put this here. We're not supposed to make comparisons, but I told you at the outset, analogies, uh, parallels, We don't do parables today. We like to do analogies and parallels. And these are similarities that are seen between Joseph and Jesus Christ. Let me read these. He was a shepherd of his father's sheep. His father loved him dearly. He was hated by his brothers. He was sent by his father to his brothers. Others plotted to harm him. He was taken to Egypt sold for the price of a slave, tempted, falsely accused, bound in chains, placed with two other prisoners, one who was saved and one who uh, was lost. Uh, he was exalted after suffering. Both had 30 years of age at the beginning of their public recognition. Both wept. And I didn't even get into the weeping part of uh, Joseph. Uh, uh, Blake had a sermon on uh, this the other day as a... Uh, It wasn't a sermon on this, but it was part of it. Weeping is an outward manifestation of your faith. And Joseph wept a number of times upon seeing his brothers, his youngest brother, and his dad. Uh, So both saved their nation. And what men did to hurt them, God turned to good. All right. Running a little over. But that's okay. This is church, okay? And there's no one. There is a clock. You know, I did not know there was a clock in the back. (laughs) How about that? I do know that in church many years ago, we had some smart elix in our church, but they didn't turn out like Joseph. I do remember sitting in the back of the church with all the other teenagers. We had a large church in Talladega. Somebody doing this, you know. Oh, that was embarrassing. Uh, In your life, this is in summation, for it is by grace you have been saved through faith, and this is not from yourselves. It is a gift of God. Uh, What's your faith? What's your plan? Is it time now for you to revise your plan? That concludes this. I hope that was informative.